Resident everybody, this is Charles Warner with Residential Tech Today, and we are here with Jeff Boccaccio. Very good. Oh, I, I was worried about that. And you're with uh, Envisions Technology. Okay, great. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your company and uh, what you're doing here at the Cedia. Uh, Envisions has been around since, uh, boy, 1995. Okay. We're primarily a, re a uh, freelance engineering firm, and we've been building uh, audio and video, audio and video products for quite some time now. And uh, we primarily focus most of our attention on video. Okay. In the earlier days, uh, it was analog, of course. And then, of course, as time went on, it slowly moved to digital, but it did it by way of a hybrid where we went from analog and then into scaling and then interpolating and then bringing the interpolation back out to analog again. So we, we build all those products. Then finally, when it went into digital, which was the original digital um, that was supposed to have been gone through, was 1394. It was not HDMI. It was actually Firewire. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and we were part of the uh, 1394 uh, Trade Association, and we're heavily involved with this. And then, politically, something just changed, yeah. literally overnight. Yeah. And they decided, we're going to go DVI. Wow. Yeah, it was like, I was in, I was in Mexico yeah. when I heard about it. Yeah. And, and I was in on this thing from day one, you know, and I said, what? We're going to DVI, yeah. which is that big, massive connector, right? Yeah. And of course, they of course converted it down to an HDMI connector, and it became an HDMI digital video format. And since then, you know, it wasn't a real smooth road. Yeah. You know, the problems that existed in the earlier was days. Is there any particular reason that they decided to go with it, or was it just? You know, I think there were several reasons. One was because it was an uncompressed format. Uh -huh. Two is it had better content protection, and Hollywood guys really had a problem with it. And I, and I think from what I hear, and don't quote me on that one, really, but it seemed as though the cable companies had something to do with that, too. Yeah. Because Time Warner and all that, that maybe they had something to do with that. But sure. politically, they went into HDMI. And it was a, a real upheaval. Yeah. Because the industry didn't do that. They did analog. And it was a very sudden change. And any time you do a change like that, when, at that big of a scale, Yeah. You know, problems are going to are going to exist, and even though they got a specification, they have certification. A lot of it never happened. You know, people. Most of the stuff came from the far east. Very few of these people even followed the rules. And of course, we were building. We were building electronics, and our products were failing. And you know, as with any account, you have to help them when they're having trouble. And so we started bringing those that equipment back into the lab, and we're checking. Of course, it was well within specs and minimums. Yet, when you brought it in the field, you just never know. That's why it became the plug-and-pray interface. That's what everybody called it. You yeah. just never know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. So this happened over time, and eventually they went from Rev1 to Rev1.2, and it went on and on and on. And then as they, as they graduated into higher bandwidth, which the original was about 5 gigs, and then they went to about 10 gigs, well, that was another upheaval because, uh, you know, they're changing so quickly yeah. And the industry is trying to catch up to this thing, including us as uh, an engineering firm, because yeah. now you got to get the right silicon for the for the ICs, and of course the right um, overall engineering knowledge to handle these super high speeds. And then when we went to ten gigs, it got that much more critical. 
And then, of course, Rev 2.0 came out and they jumped it up to 18, right? And they actually doubled it. Now you say, how does that work? We're at 10. We go to 18. That's not double. Well, it really was double because they never went to 10. It was like 9? It was 9. Yeah, everybody's operating at 9. So then they went to 18 to support 4K. It's like a footlong sub in Subway. Yeah. It wasn't really a footlong. <laughs> right. And it had no cheese. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the, the interesting thing about that whole mess is that as the products started coming out, what, what they didn't really get everybody to understand was that 4K60, yeah. which is what they were promoting, right? In the beginning of 2.0 was still 10.2. It was never 18. So, of course, everybody's advertising it that way. Yeah. Everybody's buying it that way. Yeah. And, of course, everybody's talking about it that way. Yeah. And it wasn't that way at all. And then a year later, when HDR came out, they had to go to 18. You know, 18 was mandatory. Yeah. And then you started seeing the drops because people were still building for 10. And it, it just is, you know, I don't know if it's, it's the announcements that are not right. Um, I don't know. That's all I know is we're caught in the middle of it, right? Yeah. And so we started building for 18. And then the problems came up with, with cabling because you couldn't go very far with it. And you know, when you, that's six gigs per channel. That's a lot of, it's a lot of energy to yeah. put through a cable, a copper cable, right? Uh -huh. And so finally they started getting into AOCs, you know, but the AOCs were expensive. The poor guys in the field didn't have any, any, any support. And they were going out trying to figure this out. Yeah. And, um, and the AOC thing became a, another commodity where nobody really knew much about it. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of ResTech Talks. We're gonna take a quick break right now, but we wanted to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor, Atlona, the new leader in AV solutions. Make sure you check out what's going on at Atlona. HDMIs first came out and that was like the, you know, the fancy, uh, you had to have the HDMI and everything like that. They were expensive. I mean, yeah. they were super expensive. Yes. Like, 60, 70 80 bucks, bucks for a meter. Bucks. Yeah, I know. They got really crazy. You get them now, like, what, like 12 bucks or something? Yeah, like that? and you know, there's good ones and there are bad ones. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we do a lot of, we do test and measurement. That's what DPL is. Okay. And we started doing that when the, when the plug and pray started. Why is this happening? Uh -huh. So you have to do field studies. You have to do case studies. Why is this happening? And it was a host of problems yeah. that existed. And a lot of it had to do with the transmission line. Yeah. So then time went on. They couldn't go very far with that. And finally, all these guys that had, had, that had installed 10-2 cables were now trying to pump 18 through them, right? And they couldn't do it. Yeah. So about two years ago, three years ago. What happens when you try? I'm sorry? What happens if you try to put? Uh, it, dead screen. Oh. A dead screen. Yeah. yeah. Seldom you may see one that may go through EDID and, 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 and uh, uh, convert it down okay. automatically, but that didn't happen much. Okay. And so pressure was on that and we had so many calls about it and so about two or three years ago one of the uh one of the chinese manufacturers came to us and said look at we got to go long in this how do we do that and also all these guys have got this cable on the wall so what we did is we went and put an engineering effort into building an electronic device that could be added to a cable that would take a 10-2 product and launch it at 18. okay and that's what we did here yeah and this is the product that uh, that just is introduced right now at the show, and it's a it's a it's an extender product. Yeah. And what's inside that thing is a lot of 
a lot of moving parts because nobody made bandwidth that big. Uh-huh. So what we had to do was the actual tri- the actual ICs we use in this yeah. have nothing to do with HDMI. Uh-huh. It's all aerospace. Okay. And the aerospace industry had the chipsets, but it was under a different language. Mm. So we went. We finally found one that looked like it could work, but would have to convert it. The only problem it was a, it was about twenty five dollars a part. Well, that's out of the question. By the time you put a chip in there, twenty five, this thing's going to cost a fortune. Yeah. Right? So we went to them and we said, "Listen, how would you like to get into the HDMI business?" And they said, "We're in aerospace." Yeah. You know, they were making things for F 14s They yeah. didn't want to care about HDMI, right? But when we told them the numbers, they said, "Well, wait a minute here," because they had already they had already retired the line mm-hmm. because they had moved it to a new aircraft. And so they, they already had the chipset. And they said, let's talk about this. So we did. And we said, look, if we can prove to you that we could take this part and convert it over to a super high-speed transmission line for HDMI, will you go with it? And they said, give me a number. So we gave them some numbers. And they said, we'll resurrect it. It wasn't even in production. Wow. So they resurrected the part. They brought it back in. And then in this little device, we have to, we have to power it. We have to convert it. We got to then equalize it, give it several steps of equalization for different types of wire and for different types of lengths at 10 2. Yeah. Right? And this little puppy, depending on what kind of wire you use, yeah. can go out to 20 meters at 18 gigabits, which is unheard of. It's unheard of. And for legacy products that are already in the walls, yeah. if the product is at least high speed, and it's got to be good high speed product, though, you know? But it'll take that and resurrect it. Now the guys don't have to start ripping off sheetrock. Wow. And they can resurrect it by using that product. Wow. It's also got built into it an accelerator that um, corrects all the HDCP issues. That's the content protection. And content protection was 60% of the problems from day one. And as you go longer in length, it gets extremely corrupted. So we built in an accelerator that corrects that out to almost 30 meters. And then it's got built-in buck regulators, so we're not using any power off the bus. We supply our own power, it's regulated, it's limited, and the output stage is also controlled so that we don't saturate the, the, the display anymore. So it's completely self-contained, it's in its own environment. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful device, we just finished it, and we now offer this not only in a dongle type of format, but you can also park it inside a cable. So the form factor is big because we made it as as an extender, and that's why it's shaped this way, so you can hold it. That's high speed. You can plug it in nice and easy, right? Yeah. It's programmable, so there's a little LED on it, right? And so when you plug it in, it immediately goes into flash memory, and it looks at where was I last. It'll flash where you were. Then if you want to advance it up to, say, a longer cable or a less less performance cable, you can do that with this little button. It'll give you five steps. So now you hit it once, right? And it goes to number two and it flashes twice. So the user always knows where he's at. He goes as high as five and then recirculates on the one again. And then what's really nice about it is that if you unplug it, it's got flash memory. It remembers where it was. So it'll go back to whatever programs that you had before. There's a lot going on in there. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah, so small controller controllers are in there and it also has a way so that the user can plug it back in and find out where they were because it'll flash a three times yeah. i was at stop three wow so are you guys introducing that here 
Are we are. Just kind of a, uh, yeah, a little soft launch? Uh, soft launch. We're just be beginning manufacturing now. Okay. And uh, we're bringing it up. And of course, you know, uh, some of the people that are involved with that. Yeah. And those people thought, you know, it would be a good idea to talk to you. Yeah. And get some, uh, get some publicity out of it. But that's it. Well, we love it. This is really cool. Um, so where will people be able to get this? They'll get it from their wire companies. Okay. So in other words, if a, if a manufacturer, say some manufacturer that's in here in their booth, mm -hmm. they buy from a wire company in China. If that wire company is a Titan, this is called Titan. Okay. If it's a Titan affiliate, right, then they have the opportunity of buying it. So we're right now we've got about four affiliates okay. and we're going to regulate that. We're going to, we don't want it to go crazy. Mm -hmm. We want to regulate it for the people that want to build it right. Yeah. It's critically built. Well, the, the, the circuit board in this thing yeah. is, 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 is artwork. And it has to be because you're, when you're driving 18 gigabits, right, it's good. But the nice thing about the part is the part will actually reproduce 48 gig. So for 2.1 coming, this may be a very nice application to take 48G out of 10.2 product. Wow. Yeah, it's a really, it's a dynamic piece. It's high speed. It's, uh, it's well put together. There is... Uh, Incredible technology in here. I mean, this this could be like a real game changer. Yeah, we thought of calling it. We thought of calling it an F14. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> How fast does it go? Like Mach yeah. two. Mach two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. Uh, do you guys have a website or anything? We do, and it's envisionstech.com. Okay. And you can go there, and you can also see the people that are offering the product. Yeah. So if they want to get it, they can go to that website. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate your what time. Opportunity. Have great a great show, and yes. uh, we will. Uh, We'll make sure we let everybody know when, sure. uh, when they can get these. Thanks, Chuck. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Residential Tech Talks. If you like this episode, make sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you will always get the latest episode right into your, uh, right into your inbox.